Thank you, Eli. You're a champion. We love you. It's good to be in God's house, yeah? Who's excited? I'm excited. I'm really expectant. I think God's going to do something cool and radical and deep on the inside of us and that we're actually going to walk out different to what we were when we came in, yeah? Because I know a little bit of God and if you know a little bit of God, then we kind of know how completely extraordinary he is, yeah? And not only does God have a word for us, but God has a deep work that he wants to do in us and through us, yeah? He doesn't just have a word, but he has a work that he wants to do in your heart this morning. has a work that he wants to do in deep places inside of you so that you walk out totally different. He has healing that he wants to bring. He has joy that he wants to release. He has burdens that he wants to lift off. God has a deep work purposed for all of our hearts, yeah? Because God is known by different names in the Bible, isn't he? Different names in the Bible actually describe God's character. So he's known as Jehovah Jireh, who is the Lord who provides. And have we seen him provide recently? Have we seen him provide extravagantly, abundantly, more than we can hope, dream or imagine? Yeah, we've actually seen that God who provides. And he's also known as Jehovah Rapha. And that actually means the Lord who heals. Yeah? So that's a name that describes who he is. It's a name that describes his character and who he is to us. In Exodus 15, he actually says, I am the Lord who heals you. Yeah? They're the words of God. I am the Lord who heals you. So I want to just declare that this morning that he is your Lord who heals you. Yeah? He is your Lord who heals you. And that's what he has planned. God wants to bring healing. He wants to bring healing to hurting places. He wants to bring healing to wounded places. He wants to bring healing to disappointed places. He just wants to bring healing to any place in our life where there might be pain that remains, where there may be hurt that remains. God wants to take all of that out of us and pour in hope, and pour in love, and pour in joy. Because that's what God does. And we've all been hurt, haven't we? We've all experienced pain. We have all been on the other end of pain. We've probably given people pain. (laughs) And we've experienced pain. We've probably disappointed people, and people have disappointed us. We've We've experienced hurt. We've experienced loss. We have experienced pain. It's kind of just part of life. It's unavoidable, yeah? God doesn't cause it and God doesn't bring it, but you know what? He can heal it. He can totally heal it. God doesn't cause it and God doesn't bring it, but God can heal it, yeah? And he intends for us to walk out differently. He intends for us to walk out light and free, anything that has been burdening us, anything that's been weighing us down, things that have been weighing heavy on our lives, a bit of disappointment that's gotten in, a little bit of pain that has gotten in. God intends for us to walk out without that. God intends for us to leave that at the foot of the cross and walk out light and free, yeah? Because he is the Lord who heals you. Yeah, he is the Lord who heals you in deep places. 
He actually heals us in deep places. He heals us in places that people can't see. He heals us in places that people don't know about. He heals us in places where, where no one else knows about, but God knows. And he knows and he sees and he heals. Yeah? He knows you and he sees you and he also heals you. Pain hurts, doesn't it? I've got a quick message this morning because we want to pray. We want to let God do the work. Pain hurts, doesn't it? There's a reason it's called pain. (laughs) There's a reason it's called pain because it hurts. It's not a great feeling. It's not like, oh, this is great. I just love this. Don't you just love pain? Isn't it amazing? Doesn't it just feel fantastic? Pain is painful. Pain hurts. Pain is deeply painful. It can be um, excruciating. Pain can be felt in, in ways that we never thought possible. Pain is not a pleasant feeling and it can be overwhelming it, it, it can be greater than we ever thought it can be. Pain is a pain, yeah. Pain is painful. But there is a positive to pain. Would you like to know what the positive to pain is? <laughs> the positive to pain is that if we never felt pain, if we never experienced pain, we would actually never have the opportunity of discovering a God who heals us, Yeah? Because it is only as we experience pain, it's only as we find ourselves in the midst of that, that we actually get to discover the God who heals us. Yeah? I've experienced lots of pain. I've experienced more pain than I wanted to. I've experienced more pain than I ever thought I would travel through. I've experienced pain that I felt has been ripping me apart from the inside out. But you know what? In that... God has been faithful in that God has never let me down. He has never disappointed me. He has never not been there for me and he has never left me wounded. That's the beauty of him. He has actually never left me wounded. He has never left those broken places feeling broken. But he's come and he's met me in all of those places. In a multitude of times, God has brought such healing to my heart. He has brought such healing to my life. That's how I know he's the God who heals, yeah? When I, um, after I had both my gorgeous boys, they were maybe about two and three, I think, and, um, and I had not had a lot of sleep for probably a lot of years, yeah? I had not slept and I had not slept and I had not slept and I have not slept. So, mums, I feel your pain, yeah? I just, I hadn't slept. So, any free moment that I had, I slept, yeah? If I had a moment when I wasn't caring for my children, I would sleep. That's what I did. There was not a whole lot of social activity happening in my life. It was like, awesome, half an hour, I'm sleeping. Sleep was like the top priority in my life. And um, I remember my mum coming over often and I would pass her the children and I would go to bed. 
<laughs> we didn't have a whole lot of conversations. She would come over once or twice a week and I would give her the babies and I'd say, thank you, Jesus, and I would go to bed. That was my life. That was what I did. And um, it was a real change from how my life looked before that. So I had this strict routine before I had children. I would be up early every morning. I had my God time, had my prayer time, had my worship time. I was just soaking in the things of God. I was, you know, um, I was in church. I was in friendship group. I hung out with the youth. I, I had coffees and people for dinner. And everything was like God stuff. 24-7, I was just filling up and being encouraged continually in the things of God and then I kind of had this season where sleep was my top priority I was not praying I was not reading I would have worship music on while I fed the kids but that was my God time and somewhere in that somewhere in that season some hurt kind of got in somewhere in that season some disappointment got in and it kind of just stayed there yeah Obviously, as I just went through that season, I got hurt sometimes, I got disappointed sometimes, and so those things stayed in my life. And sometimes that can happen without us even realising that it's happened. And then I was asked to come and speak at a women's conference here. So this was actually before we moved here before we came to pastor here I actually got asked to come and speak at a women's conference here and I was like wow I need to get my act together I'm not going to go and speak to anyone unless I'm in the presence of God hearing from God have got a real word from God about what he wants to say and what he wants to do so somehow I made space I think I got childcare for my children Somehow I made space in my life to just start spending time with God again, to start spending more time with God again. And you know what happened when I started spending more time with God? I just cried. I cried and I cried <laughs> and I cried and I cried. I rang my husband one day and I said, I just can't stop crying. I don't know if I'm ever going to stop crying. I actually felt like, I don't know if I'm ever going to stop crying. I just don't know if I'm ever going to stop crying. I cried and I cried and I cried. So I cried for about a week, I think. It felt like an eternity. <laughs> but I cried and I cried and I cried. And all the stuff, all that stuff that had built up in my life, in that season, all the things that had got in that I didn't even realise had gotten in, all the disappointments, all the hurts that had just kind of got stuck in my life, God took all of those things, actually took all of that and in all those tears, he was bringing this amazing healing deep on the inside of me. That's how I know that he's Jehovah Rapha. That's how I know that he is the Lord who heals because God has healed me and he has healed me and he has healed me. In um, Exodus 15, talks about God turning the bitter into sweet. So I, I encourage you to go and read Exodus 15 when you get home. I'm not going to read it all to you this morning. But in Exodus 15, the um, Israelites have just escaped from the Egyptians. God has parted the Red Sea. They have gotten through. He has closed the Red Sea. All the Egyptians have died. And um, they've completely escaped their enemies. And then Moses actually orders the Israelites to set out from the Red Sea and go into the wilderness of Shur. 
So for three days they travelled without finding water. And then it says they came to a place and there was water, but the water was bitter. So they, could, so they found water, but they actually couldn't drink the water because the water was bitter. And in that bitterness, God told Moses to throw wood into water and he made the water sweet. Yeah? See, this is the goodness of God. God can take things that taste bitter in our mouth, yeah? God can taste things that taste bitter in our soul, that have hurt us, that have wounded us, and he can make those places sweet. Jehovah Rapha can take things that hurt. He can taste things that, you know what, in our mouth that just tasted rotten. In my mouth that just tasted terrible. It has left such an aftertaste. It has left such a bitterness in my mouth. God is able to take the bitterest of things and make them completely sweet. That's what God does. Faith's not here this morning, so I can talk about her. (laughs) But many moons ago, when I met her and she was seven, Faith did not like me very much. I know, that's so hard to believe, isn't it? Can you imagine someone not liking me, really? She really, really did not like me. In fact, she made it quite evident that she didn't like me. She would refuse to hold my hand crossing the road. She would refuse to come within, I don't know, like probably quite a few feet of me. She had like a keep out of my faith space, distance zone. And she just did not like me. She really did not like me for... I don't know, you can ask her. I think it was a few years. It was a few years. It was a while. And, um, and she did things in that time that really hurt me. She actually said things in that time that really hurt me. And I probably did things that really hurt her. And I probably said things that really hurt her. But in the midst of that, we actually had a God working in our hearts who turns the bitter into sweet. And in the midst of that, we had a God who heals. So now we actually have a beautiful relationship. I love her. I love hanging out with her. I love spending time with her. I love doing life with her. I have so much respect for her. I actually love her. She is such a gift in my life. You know what? That could have looked really different. That could have turned out really different. That could have been a really messy situation. But I know the God that turns the bitter into sweet, yeah? I have the God that turns the bitter into sweet, living and dwelling on the inside of me. So God turned what could have been so bitter into something that's such a blessing and a gift in my life. How good is God? Can I share? We really like people, in case you were wondering. (laughs) We love people. We actually really like doing life with people. We love sharing our lives with people. We love spending time together. We love drinking tea. We love having people over for dinner. (laughs) Do you know tea comes in so many flavours? I don't think coffee does. Oh, my gosh. I've never thought of that before. Do you know... Do you know there's hundreds of flavours of tea you can buy? There's like an endless supply of flavours and designs and tastes and you can have tea with milk and without milk and tea's amazing. Tea comes in bags, tea comes in leaves, you can have it in a pot. 
Tea is incredible. You should definitely think about getting on to tea. I, I, I have... Tea too is amazing. If, if you're interested in tea, you can see me. You don't have to drink coffee. We will still love you. <laughs> but Andrew will love you more if you drink coffee. <laughs> so I totally lost track, but tea is awesome. Yeah, we love doing life with people. So when we lived in Melbourne and we looked after the young adults, they would come to our house every week for friendship group and um, they came to our house for friendship group and they just loved it. They loved hanging out with us. They loved drinking tea with us. And so they would just stay. Yeah, there was some coffee drinking. So they just stayed and they would stay and they would stay. They would stay. They just loved staying. It would hit about midnight and they would stay. I would go to bed, they would stay. One o'clock, they would stay. The espressos were kicking in now, yeah? Two o'clock, they would stay. I think between 2 and 3 a.m., they would leave the house. It was insane. Insane. And they would do this every week. Week after week after week. So I just kind of had my routine. When I got tired, I would just go to bed. For a while, the first few months, I think I worried about being rude. But after that, I was like, nah, there's no way. And I had my routine. I had my like 5, 6 a.m. routine with God. I needed my sleep. So I would go to bed and they'd just stay, have coffees, hang out. Just stayed and stayed and stayed. And we loved them. We totally loved them. But you know what? Sometimes they kind of just overstayed their welcome a little bit. Sometimes... They probably just stayed a little bit longer than they should have. And, you know, I felt God give me such a clear word about today because he said, sometimes our pain and sometimes our disappointment and sometimes our hurts become a little bit like those visitors. Sometimes we just allow stuff to overstay its welcome in our life that is never meant to stay yeah sometimes we allow the visitors that are supposed to come that come because they just come that's life sometimes we allow the visitors that come that come into our home for a couple of hours that have a meal that have coffee that have tea we allow those visitors to overstay their welcome yeah we allow those visitors to stay so much longer than they're ever meant to stay because pain will come and disappointment will come, but then it's also meant to leave. Because when visitors come into your home, do they take up residence? Do they take up your bedroom? Do they now start paying your mortgage? Yeah? Do they now start paying your rent? Do they become, do visitors become a permanent resident in your home? Because some of us have allowed visitors to become temporary residents in our hearts yeah some of us have allowed things that are just supposed to come then leave to take up residence and to dwell and to start paying the mortgage yeah 
And we have Jehovah Rapha. We have the God who heals. Yes, pain will come, but then pain should leave. Yes, disappointment will come, but then disappointment should leave. It should come and it should go because we have the Lord who heals, yeah? Don't let pain overstay its welcome in your life. It's a temporary visitor that the healer is going to heal, yeah? A temporary visitor that Father God is going to remove from your life because that's what he does, yeah? Because he's an expert. God is an expert in removing pain from our lives. God is an expert in removing hurt from our lives. He's an expert in taking disappointment, isn't he? When I was having babies, I went to a baby specialist, yeah? Because that's what you do. If you're unwell in a particular area of your body, you go to a specialist that looks after that part of your body. Well, you know what? Jesus is a specialist in pain removal, yeah? Jesus is a specialist in taking pain, in taking hurt, in taking disappointment and removing those things from your life. If you're in pain, Jesus is the answer. If you're hurting, Father God has a healing to bring into your life. If you feel broken, the Lord who heals will heal you, yeah? Because he is a specialist in healing. He is a specialist in wellness. He is a specialist in hope. He is a specialist in peace. He is a specialist in joy, yeah? That is our God. Amen. Psalm 30 verse 11 says, You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. So God promises to take our mourning. He promises to take our sadness. God promises to take the things that have caused great mourning in our life great grief in our life, great pain in our life. God actually declares that he can take that, yeah, and bring us to a joyful place. He can turn our mourning into dancing. So he can take you from feeling like you're in such a place of grief and such a place of pain and cause you to dance. How extraordinary is that? That's who he is. Psalm 147 verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So God's word today is if your heart feels broken, he'll heal it. Yeah? If your heart's broken, God's promise is that he'll heal that for you. And he binds up our wounds. So I love that. He takes places that are broken. He takes places that are wounded. And he binds them up so they can heal. It's almost like he stitches us back together, yeah? There's like a place that's broken. There's a place where there's a deep wound and it's kind of ripped open. And what God does is he comes almost with like a needle and a thread and he stitches that back together so we can experience healing in our life. He binds up our wounds. He knits us back together. He stitches us back together to bring healing. And sometimes God, 
who's extraordinary, stitches a huge part of us back up, yeah, in, in, in an instant. And sometimes it's stitch by stitch and stitch by stitch and stitch by stitch. Either way, he's the Lord who heals, yeah? Isaiah 61 verse 3 says, To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. I'll read that again. It says, to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. If the worship team can come up, that would be great because we're going to have some worship soon. So the Bible says that he will give us beauty instead of ashes. Beauty instead of ashes. It was a custom in biblical times that if people were in great times of mourning, they would actually sit in an ash heap. They would sit in ash, yeah? They would just sit in it and be covered in it and be immersed in that ash. And God promises beauty instead of ashes. So imagine you've got this really big problem in your life, okay? You've got this huge challenge. You have this huge amount of pain that you're feeling. So you just lay down in a pile of dirty ashes. It's not a pretty place. It's not a nice place. There is nothing beautiful about sitting down in a pile of ash in a place of mourning. But God promises that he can bring beauty from ashes, yeah? The scripture says that God is able to take situations that burden us or cause us pain and turn them into beauty. See, he can pick you up out of the ash pile of life and bring something beautiful. And I really want to declare that if you feel like you're sitting in an ash pile, that God can bring beauty from that. I want to declare that if you feel right now that you're sitting in the ash pile of life God has healing for you God has beauty for you God has joy for you God has peace for you God has love for you because what defines us from people that don't know Father God is that we get to walk around healed people yeah the hurts of life the pains of life the disappointments of life don't need to stay in our life. They only need to be temporary visitors to soon leave our home. Yeah? So God's word this morning is, get ready for pain to leave your life. <laughs> get ready for hurt to leave your life. Get ready for disappointment to be disappointment no more. Get ready to say goodbye pain. Goodbye hurt. 
Goodbye disappointment. Goodbye heartache. And you know what? I welcome joy. I welcome peace. I welcome the love of the Father. I welcome the goodness of God. I welcome every good and perfect promise He has for my life. I welcome joy. I welcome the extraordinary. I welcome, you know what God said to me this morning? that God reminded me of this morning, that we're going to do abundant, that He will do abundantly more than all we can hope, dream and imagine. So we receive that. We receive that abundantly more. We receive more than we can hope, dream and imagine. We declare that promise that we will do greater things than Jesus did because that is your picture for us. That is your hope for us. That is your destiny for us, God. And oh, we love you, Father. We so love you. We so love you. So this morning, we're going to pray for you. We want you to come to the altar because we have been praying. Our eldership, our leadership team, we have been praying and we have been fasting this week because we have been believing for the work that God wants to do in your heart. Yeah? We have actually been united praying and fasting and declaring the things that God wants to do in your heart. So come to the altar this morning. We want to pray with you. We want to minister you. We want God to minister into the deep places of your heart, the places that other people don't know and the places that other people don't see. God wants to minister to that. God wants to heal that. God wants to bring a release over that. Things that have been weighing you down, they weigh you down no more. Things that have been holding you back, they hold you back no more. Because God has a work to do in your heart. Amen. So why don't we worship and we just love you. We welcome you to the altar. We welcome you to come and allow God to minister to you and us. Amen.